You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Thursday, February 23rd. This is Arieh O'Sullivan with the top news at this hour. At least six rockets were fired from the Gaza Strip before dawn at Ashkelon in Stirot. The Iron Dome intercepted five of them and a sixth landed in an open area. Sirens were sounded and public bomb shelters were opened, but there was no reports of any damage or injuries. In the past month, 33 rockets have been fired from the Hamas-ruled Gaza Strip into Israel. Shortly afterwards, Israeli warplanes struck Hamas targets in the Gaza Strip. The IDF said the targets struck were weapons production facilities and the Hamas military compound. The rockets were fired in apparent retaliation to the bloody raid in Nablus yesterday by the IDF and police against Islamic Jihad terrorists that left 11 Arabs dead, most of them terrorists, and over 100 wounded. Among the dead was the commander of the Islamic Jihad terrorist group in Nablus, the West Bank's largest city. Security sources told Khan that the Islamic Jihad leadership in Syria had given the green light for the firing of the rockets. Security forces are on heightened alert for a possible vengeance attack. At the entrance to Malaya Dumim in Judea, a Arab woman, an Arab woman attempted to stab a security guard. He was not injured, but he did shoot the woman in her legs, neutralizing her. The woman in her 20s was a resident of nearby Abu Dis. Some 2 million students and pupils didn't go to school today after 95% of the Federation of Local Authorities and the High School Teachers Union went on a one-day warning strike in protest of the government's funding plans. Jerusalem, Petah Tikva, Kiryat Gat, Ramle, and Kiryat Motzkin announced that they would not participate in the strike. Meanwhile, the cabinet convenes today to discuss the budget. They are expected to be briefed by the chief economist, Shira Greenberg, on the expected tax revenues for the coming year, which reportedly will be higher than in 2022 due to the higher-than-forecasted economic growth rate of about 6%. Earlier this morning, the Prime Minister, Finance Minister, Defense Minister, and the IDF Chief of Staff announced an agreement had been reached on a multi-year plan for the security establishment and the IDF within the framework of the state budget. Under the agreement, provisions have been made for issues regarding compulsory service, the strengthening and equipping of the IDF, a career service model, the salaries of career personnel, and pensions, according to a joint ministry statement. This is the first multi-year budget approved since 2015. It did not say how much the budget would be. An agreement was also reached today regarding the division of responsibility in the defense ministry, giving religious Zionist party leader Betsalo Smutrich control of the civil administration and the coordinator of government activities in the territories as part of a coalition agreement. The agreement leaves in the hands of the defense minister, Yoav Gallant, control of security in the West Bank. The head of the civil administration will remain an IDF officer, but their deputy will be a civilian and subordinate to Smotrich's confidant, Yehuda Eliyahu, the head of the settlement authority. The agreement also puts the inspector's unit, responsible for demolitions of illegal buildings in the West Bank, under the civilian deputy. They will also be responsible for building and land registry. Foreign Minister Eli Cohen today thanks Sultan Hatim bin Tariq al-Said for opening Oman's airspace to all carriers, including Israel's airlines, which will now be able to offer shorter routes to Asia. Oman's Civil Aviation Authority announced today that the Sultanate's airspace will be open for all carriers that meet the authority's requirements for overflying. 
U.S. President Joe Biden said in July that a Saudi air corridor for Israeli carriers might be implemented, but Israeli officials had said that the corridor could not be implemented until Muscat consented because it would entail flying over Oman. The new arrangement will significantly shorten the flight times between Israel and the Far East. A trip to Thailand, for example, will now take eight hours, eight and a half hours, compared to 12 hours. Flights to Mumbai, India, will take just five and a half hours. President Isaac Herzog has postponed his plans for an official visit to Japan that will have taken place at the end of next month, including a meeting with the Japanese emperor and top government leaders. The president's residence announced today that Herzog was staying in the country due to the crisis over the judicial reforms and his unceasing efforts to advance dialogue for wide consensus and prevent a rift in the nation. The visit is expected to be rescheduled for later this year. Taking a look at the weather, and it will be slightly cooler, mainly in the hilly regions in the center of the country. Some drizzle and local rain is forecasted for tomorrow in the north and center. Maximum temperatures for the main regions, Jerusalem 13, Tel Aviv 18, Haifa 15, Tzfat 11, Beersheba 16, and Danilat going up to 23 degrees centigrade. That's the news from Kanreka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at APN Israel Time for our one-hour news program. 